In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are up to album 115 and from 2012. Okay, the day that I ate all my dad's... uh, (laughs) supplies for the end of the world. He was like, end of the world. I was like, like, no, what? No, I never ate the cake mix. Good kid. (laughs) Mad city by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, And I'll tell you what guys, well, let's get right into it. Listen. So I have heard the feedback. I just want to tell everybody that I am talking too much about penises. It turns out celebrity penises, not what people want to talk about. Uh, it turns out even maybe when you're on a text chain with friends and you are texting out pictures of things and the friends maybe are not on the podcast, it's kind of awkward after a while. Um, so I've decided that I'm going to get all of the penis talk out at the beginning of the show. Okay. I had to, I, I had to, I don't think this is the way it was supposed to go for the yeah. correction. <laughs> Yeah, I find, halfway. I find that when I do it like this, then I can take a break and I can, you know, I don't have to think about it so much. Like it, for at least a half hour, 45 minutes, I think we're going to be set here after this song. So let's turn on K-Rob and see if there's any songs on the radio about penises. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob. K-R-O-B. You know, we're always talking about how the world is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But yet, some people want things to get bigger and bigger and Ooh. bigger. Uh, folks, Rob's Rob got had a dream, dream about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish a big dick would be my superpower. <laughs> Looks like a snake is loose in my yes. trousers. If I'm walking through a field, I would accidentally Ooh. flower. I just want to look good when I'm in the shower. Oh. Man, I'd make it bigger, longer, yes. and thicker. Just like Lenny Kravitz would be a pant ripper. I'd want to make it the same size as Lee and Neeson. Please honk the horn when I'm driving my Neeson. When I am squatting, huge dick could be a spider. I want people to say, is that Teddy Bridgewater? Huge hug like Sinatra. If I did it my way, I'm wearing baggy shorts. You could see it hang. Wish my big dick would be, it's all about big dongs. Just like Joe Mauer. Now it's small and white. Looks like the movie Powder. Ah, when you want to hear the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> wow. But we just get a single Vasante Shanko reference to this. <laughs> <laughs> Far. Oh, Nothing sadder. <laughs> Beck did it better. <laughs> I did wait until my kids left the apartment to record that one. I was like, I cannot do this with the whole family around. I need to wait a little bit. Listen, welcome to Beck Did It Better. We are talking about Kendrick Lamar, his second album that we have done so far on the list after To Pivot Butterfly. And I've got three guys here who know so much about it, have listened to the album a number of times, and they want to talk about it. I got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, I was praying our podcast gets a following as big as the Eiffel Tower so I could be less embarrassed about this podcast for 72 hours. <laughs> but then Rob played that opening song and it killed my vibe. God damn, I was I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, this song's about him having a big dick. I should- <laughs> First time ever. Somehow when Kendrick does it, you're like, mm-hmm, that makes sense. When Rob does it, you go, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Great. I actually did listen to this album. I've got Matt in Minneapolis, so man. Right on, doing? Rob, for once. That's good. Good work. 
It's a banger. <laughs> and I've got Aaron. <clears throat> Aaron, I saw recently on the news in Oakland, there was a guy running around. And this is, and I, you know, sometimes I use this space to tell jokes, right? But I sometimes when I see stuff happening in, in California on the news, I think about you all the time. And especially this one, because this was right in the Bay Area. And I, I, I was wondering I if you that. saw this. There was a guy who they found out was walking around. Do you remember a couple of years ago where everybody was dressed in like clowns and kind of going yep. out and like yep. being in the woods and being scary? Do you remember that? It lasted like three months or something. It was like a random clown thing. This guy was dressing dressing up like a clown and he was hiding from perverts. Did you see this, Aaron? Did you see this story? What? Did you see this? Did you see I this? I did not. Yeah, you're, that's because you're a pervert. <laughs> you're an absolute pervert. I got Aaron out in the Bay Area. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm just trying to reconnect with my elation, baby. Let's talk about Good Kid Mad City. Listen, that was worth it. Um, <laughs> I, I found that when I say um, it's like, I can then change the conversation to any topic I want. It's like how I bought a thing of cereal today and it says large size now instead of family size because it's It knows. It's just me. They know it's just me. It's not the family. It's just large size. Uh, listen, guys, let's get right to our voicemails. And as, How nice of her. Uh, as you guys know, this episode is coming out on Halloween. So let's see if we have a Halloween-related voicemail. <laughs> Did you call them back playing yourself? <laughs> this is the voicemail? I was oh. working on the podcast. I've got my <laughs> jokes to write. When I realized this episode tonight would be downloaded and then oh, it would be seen on October 31st. Why, that's Halloween. Oh, yes. He made a list. Oh, yes. About scary songs. He made, he made a, list. a list. The bit's always a little too long. Rob he made, made a, list. a list. What song will be number one? He, he made, made a, a list. list. If you don't like it, then you are wrong. So I went online to find the scariest songs. I copy other lists so it doesn't take too long. Yes. Thing this year that's got me depressed. It's the third year in a depressed. row that I've made this list. He made, he made a, a list. About scary songs. He made, he made a, a list. list. This bit's always a bit too long. Rob made, made a list. list. What song will be number one? He made a list. Number six was this very song. He made yeah. a list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, by the way. I did download that laugh as a laugh that we can play at any time. So if anybody has a funny joke, I think we can play this. Won't be too distracting at all. Good to keep that in the back pocket. Was Michael Jackson kind of the original furry? You know what I mean? Like he, oh, he dressed yeah. up like a werewolf. He was, he's out there. Oh. Anyway, onto the list of the scariest <laughs> songs. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's Halloween, but I have to finish my Michael Jackson's a free impression. I'm a cat. Oh, no, I need no, my mama's no. milk. Give me my mother's milk, please. Doctor. What was his name again? Conrad Far. Murray. Dr. Conrad Murray. How can I forget that? All How right. So the reels already. So it is October 31st. I am releasing this episode on a Monday as a special treat unannounced to our listeners. Okay. Cause uh, you know, this is going to be the sweetest thing they get all Halloween. Uh, and so anytime it's Halloween, we think what we, we talk about music all the time, you know, music has emotions. I think this album, especially you hear this raw emotion. So I was thinking one emotion that is, you were, uh, you were thinking we'd make a list. <laughs> 
I did make a list. I don't know if you noticed that. And I also saved that sound clip because it's a depressing thing that we're probably going to make a fourth Halloween list next year, guys. This is the third Halloween we've been together. I don't know. I don't know. It's starting to lose steam. It's wild. No, 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 no. This is is definitely not losing steam. This is a good bit. No, I just meant the podcast in general. I don't know if we'll make it another year. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It has nothing to do with this list of the scariest songs for the third year. So let's go through my list of the scariest songs. Now, uh, the first one, I'm going to admit, I downloaded this for my sad songs and I forgot to put it on. But you know what? It's also scary. Okay. Think about being out in a boat on Lake Superior. Does anyone know oh, yeah. where the love of God goes <laughs> when the waves I feel like they play this at hours occasionally and they just go on and on and on. Spooky. <laughs> this is not scary at all. I mean, this is, it's you rough. don't think this is scary? I'm trying to make up for I would definitely give out a king size candy bar to the kid who comes trick or treating and is dressed as the captain of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh. And he'd say, it's been good to know you. That's what the captain says. Huh? Oh, August what song 7th. is that, Rob? Who's yeah. it by? That's by, uh, um, oh, that's embarrassing. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's, it's I, actually, I didn't see that on many scariest songs list, but if you think about sinking in the lake on a boat, that's scary. <laughs> I would be scared. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, honestly, it's scarier than any of these other songs because it's about a real boat sinking. So the fact that you're laughing at that, Aaron, is terrible. Just terrible. Their families could be listening. I, I think the Edmund Fitzgerald only had one hit, right, Rob? That oh, boat no. hitting the ground, the, the base <laughs> of the, the sea. Guys, I can't do it. Just go for it. You know you want to. I can't. I mean, it's. It would be on Halloween. The scariest time of year. Hold on. Let me pick it up. Hello. Hello. Who is this? Uh, Hi. This is the uh, captain from the wreck of the Edmunds Fitzgerald, and you won't believe who's standing next to me. Who's with you? Okay. It's it's Coolio. It's Coolio and I. We're standing here. Oh. We, uh, Coolio had some hits. I had some hits too. I don't know if you guys knew that, but it's, what, uh, was, what was your big hit captain? Uh, my big hit. Well, first, like a lot of bands, I actually had a breakup and it was you the did. middle of the ship. Yeah. It was the middle of the ship and it broke up. And then, uh, we went down in the minutes they turned to hours. So, oh. <laughs> so, Hey, do you want to talk to Coolio real quick? Yeah. I'd love to. Uh, he's not here, but Chuck Berry said he wants to talk to you. Hey guys, it's me, Chuck Berry. Chuck, how's it going? <laughs> Listen, things up here are great. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I got to go. I'll see you guys later. I'm in hell. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> now, if I told you that was a bit that I had planned earlier this week, would that be sad or good? <laughs> okay. Is Russell a plant in this no. scenario? Obviously, obviously, Russell thought that song was pretty scary. And he wanted to try to distract me from doing the list. Not going to work because I am still on. This is number five. Of the Edmund Fitzgerald. This is the number five scariest songs of all time. And honestly, to be scared by this song, you really need to watch the video. But just listen to this. This is Primus. And he is, Les Claypool is, is stringing a double bass, like an electric mm. double bass. And in the video, he's wearing a tuxedo, dressed in a pig suit, and everything around him is like burning down. It's very scary. What? Just listen to this. Mm. Now... If you were swimming away from your boat in the middle of Lake Superior and you heard this, that would be very bad, right? That'd be scary. Kind of got a, like a Jaws feeling to it, doesn't it? By the way, they played this video six times on MTV and then never played it again. You might wonder, who would be dumb enough to have bought that album with that on it, thinking they would like that? And the answer is me, because that was also the song that Hamburger Train was on, so I had that album. <laughs> Does the whole Probably album that. sound like that? Yes. 
You can, you can imagine what my parents thought when I played it. And I was like, mm-hmm, yes, I like this because I like Les Claypool, apparently. Tell me. <laughs> I would have guessed it was the same guy who was dumb enough to make a Halloween meat list for three years in a row that bought it, right? <laughs> this, you know, actually, Russell, seriously, that upsets me. It's not a Halloween list. It's a scariest oh, scary songs song list. list. Okay. This, That's this, released at Halloween. No, yes. But you could you could play this list whenever you want. None of these songs are Halloween True. related, if do you, you notice. Do you guys think that if, if, if you would have played the same list... All the last three years, and anybody would notice. Yes, there yes. was a there was Our a Will Smith one. There was a Will Smith one. I would have mm-hmm. recognized Freddy Krueger. Played it back. Okay. Oh yeah, Nightmare on it was my actually Street. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. But yeah, it was Nightmare on My Street. And then I also remember I had this song. They went dun 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 dun. Listen, oh, we don't have time to go down there. Yeah, I mean, there's the Bach to nailed it. In. Yeah, it's very scary. Now, this song legit is scary. It's Tom Waits. It's just called What's He Building? He said he wrote the words and could never put a song around it, so he just did it as a spoken word poem. Oh, I know. Subscriptions. I know this song. Yeah, this song, Mulberry. Yeah, of course. I like it. I mean, listen here. What is this? He's hiding something from the rest of us. I mean, this isn't a song. What is that? This isn't a song. This is Canada in my house. We do this all the time. What's he building in there? He took down the tire swing from the pepper tree. He has no children of his own, you see. He has no dog. (laughs) There's a big part at the end where his neighbor is setting up a... 20 yard inflatables and he's mad about that but I don't want to play that part if I remember correctly the 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 wedding that you did not invite Matt and Rob to I think you I think if I remember right you you purposely uninvited Rob I think he was like on the list and you crossed him off if I, I remember that's right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right but I, I believe Aaron gave everyone who came to the wedding a CD and I believe it, it had a Tom Waits song on it if I remember correctly is that it right did. Aaron? it did it, I think was we it did. this song though was it it was not no it was not what's he building uh I hope I don't get this wrong it might have been I'll never let go of your hand. I think it might have been I'll never let go of your hand. Yeah, my my lady when we first uh, well, on our first date she had a Tom Waits cassette in her car and I was like I gotta I gotta know more about this woman. She had if rain that dogs song in her would car. Have played, would you would you have gotten out immediately or with that? Maybe party yeah yeah. On? If it had been yeah if she'd been playing the end of Meal Variations I might have been concerned. But it was rain dogs <laughs> so it was a little different. <laughs> the uh, I love the idea of a wedding CD. And then you look back and you're like, these songs were shit. What does that mean about this whole choice I made? Like, these are terrible <laughs> songs. I've got tattoos I regret. And the CD is terrible. I think I've made, I made terrible choices all along. But it's fine because my, my tattoo says no regrets. So it's fine. <laughs> Classic. Listen, now, this video legit did scare the shit out of me when I saw it on MTV. Oh, Metallica. Is it one? Oh, God. Oh. Yes. Yeah, no, this shit's terrifying. This is scary. I gotta die. myself. This this song was my greatest headbanging in a car experience ever with Aaron and two of our other roommates. Yes. When we were yes. in college, I remember being in a car. This song came on, and the whole car started headbanging for about five minutes in the vehicle. It was fantastic. It's all you can do. You, you have no choice. It was our Wayne's World Bohemian Rhapsody moment in a car, wouldn't you say, Aaron? Uh, I would guess Bohemian Rhapsody was not about a guy who yes. stepped on a landmine and is still alive but cannot communicate but is being tortured inside of his mind. And then me, maybe as a 10-year-old, I don't know, waiting for like a TLC video to come on or something else. Uh, Mariah Carey. Yeah, is just starting to maybe start that process. And then that video comes on and it leads to a lot of of confusion. What did the process involve? Huh? What did the process involve? A lot of looking over my shoulder. (laughs) 
<laughs> standing up back then. Yeah, it's like laying down now. It's like standing listen, up back then. Like he's he's out mowing the lawn. He's probably not going to look in the window while he's mowing the lawn, oh, right? Like that'd be crazy. You know, you know, you know what? If the old man walked in during that, Rob, and you were watching the one video, he would have to just turn around and walk out. There's no way he'd even he'd even be like, "Hey, knock it off in there." Why Wait, does Rob have my disco ball? <laughs> That's why he looked in. What the hell is the disco ball doing on? Having your dad catch you jerking it to the Metallica video? That's scary. With a disco ball on? Number three on my list. Wow. Did he have disco balls through your whole childhood, Rob? Or is this a recent oh, thing yeah. that's developed? No, 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 no. It's it's always. He's always been enamored with like buying the disco ball and putting it up. We had one in our basement. We did have one in our basement for a while, for sure. 100%. Like, it's not a joke. It? Where'd it go? Oh, it's somewhere else now. We've got multiple all over. Got it got wore, that one got wore where, out. That was like the third of know. 19 in the history of the ward. Oh, oh, shit. I my, sis- oh, my sister yeah. loves my sister loves this bit. She thinks it's funny. I get lots <laughs> of comments about how much it makes her laugh. She dislikes it because we're not talking about how much of a scam those dentists are. <laughs> okay. That's why she likes it. <laughs> she did say, she goes, I heard you stick it up for dentists the other day. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you wouldn't believe how much I edited it out as well. Charge us some more for that fluoride. I think they already put it in the water here. What the hell? <clears throat> I will say, speaking of dentists, and this isn't scary, so it's not part of the list, but I have been wearing my mouth guard every night for this week, guys. That was on my list of changing my life for the better. Made it a whole week. Good work. Yeah. All right. It's hard yes. sleeping with a mouth guard in. It's not is it easy. Is a teeth grinding like a, thing or why do you wear it? Mm-hmm. It's a teeth grinding thing. They claim I grind my teeth at night. I don't think I do, but I want to prove the dentist wrong. So I'm going to wear it and show them that uh, uh, it's something else eating away my teeth. Maybe sugar. So <laughs> Maybe those dentists should do a better job, right? <laughs> That's what No, I didn't say that at all, actually. In the football squad, every, everybody had a mouth guard, right? And there was always that right. one guy that would just chew it oh. just to a, yes. a pulp. Just to yes. bits, and that's right? what you're going to bring into your dentist, oh, aren't God. you? He's going to be like, no, this <laughs> thing. come in in a month, right? And he's going to come in and it's just going to be shredded. See, I don't grind my what's, teeth. What's, this thing is rock hard. It's crazy to sleep with. Try sleeping with a hard mouth guard. It's almost impossible. What is the point of going to the dentist if you've got to do all the work to wear the mouth guard and everything? Like, you're going to a professional yeah, so right. they can fix the problem. Like, what? Now you got to wear the mouth guard? And then you're paying and you're them? You're paying I don't money know. for it. Like, listen, honestly, if it stops me from having pain in my mouth, I would go. If they said you have to go every month, I'd say, okay, as long as I don't have. Can you guys imagine mouth pain? Forget about it. It's one of the things I use the most is my mouth. It's it's my chef knife. <laughs> Here, you come back, Rob, you come back once a month. You give me $2,000. Yeah. Done. No mouth pain. We'll go guaranteed. all back. We'll kick in the nuts. We'll call yes. it a day. How about that? That's it. Oh, I'll, go, I'll take it. I'd pay an extra two thousand for that. Is there an out of pocket uh, maximum for your coverage, Matt? Yeah. Or not? Can you stamp on? Uh, is there for? I mean, it's funny how I don't think dentists they they don't have any out of pocket max, do know. they? Oh, oh God, no. oh no! <laughs> <laughs> now that's scary. That belongs on the list. Thinking about dental insurance. Ooh, that's number two and a half on the list. Now, number two, by Pendrecki, <laughs> this is the threnody for the victims of Hiroshima. Oh now, this, this is, is a classical piece that you have heard in, well, yeah, see, now this is the thing, shit. though. He made it, and then he listened to the thing, and he was like, what does this make me think of? And then he was like, at the end, he was like, that's ah, for the people of Hiroshima. So to me, he wasn't thinking about the people when he made it. So it doesn't, it, he kind of just tacked that on to the song. Doesn't that seem kind of cheap? Right? It was insp- are, you, are you accusing him of stolen valor? Kind of. Actually, you know what? That's not too far <laughs> off. And you hear this in a lot of movies. This was in uh, Children of Men, uh, People Under the Stairs, which is a movie Break that scared up. the shit out of me around that same time. Children of Men, one of the great movies of all time. Uh, uh, 
Twin Peaks. So here it is. You'll recognize this. This is scary. This is, I would say, this is the second scariest song ever. It's like something out of like a Hitchcock movie, right? Yeah, this stuff's terrifying. I feel like there's yeah. birds swarming me or something right now. Yes. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I've never terrifying. heard this song because I get scared shitless from those movies. That I'm with you, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, out. Watch I'm out. I don't like scary movies. <laughs> I cannot watch those. I can't even watch them like through the fingers, right? Where you've got your no. fingers up and... I can't even do that. No, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm showing my kids Child's Play this weekend. <laughs> oh my god! With no, Chucky, that no. that's good parenting, Oof. right? Children of Men, though. Children of Men's a great movie. My kids like what's happening, and I was like, oh the uh, the the uh, the person who killed somebody is putting their soul into a doll. D- does that make sense? <laughs> She's like, weird. what? She's like, I'm going to my room, and I was like, no, no, you must watch. The this reason movie. that one's so scary is because in theory it could happen. Like you can lock your doors and everything, but all my stuffed animals that I've got in my room and all my dolls and everything, if those came to life, what am, I'm screwed, <laughs> right? But like, yeah. if there's some crazy clown out there on Halloween, I can lock my doors, and in theory, they're probably not getting to me very easily. But but if, if my dolls come to life, I'm screwed. Especially that one doll Russell had to fly out to Nevada to buy, and it weighs like 200 pounds, and he has it in his house, and he takes it out to dinner sometime. I mean, if Russell's sex doll came to life and tried to murder him, that'd be oh, sick. It keeps, it keeps dripping lube all over my hallway. It's oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's that noise? I hear it. It's KY on the floor. I'd recognize that anywhere. Russell, I just don't, just don't lock your door, because if that clown really wants to get in, he'll bust right through that door. So why even lock the door? You might as well... Just let him walk in because then mm-hmm. at least you don't have to replace the door when you're when he leaves and you know three or four hours after terrorizing you. That's a good. God. Hey, what's and I'll tell you what, hanging doors almost worse than getting terrorized by a clown. At yeah, night. so yeah, you might as well just no leave joke. it open because he's going to get in. No Rob, do you what, ever hear? So. Rob, do you ever hear like a creepy sound maybe in your apartment or something, and you just lay and wait for your wife to go check it out, or what? What's your style <laughs> when you hear something creepy in the apartment? If I if somebody broke into my apartment because you know we don't have a lock on our door. Yeah, I don't like. I don't even like that you announced this. Yeah, we don't lock our door. <laughs> we don't do it. We have a we have a doorman. If if you somebody's have a butler, yeah, if somebody or whatever, yeah, exactly, it is, it is a butler, and he does not like it when I call him that. It turns out, um, <laughs> but there is somebody there, so we don't lock our door. We just we just don't. And if somebody came in, if I heard the tap 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 of somebody's shoes, I didn't recognize, and like I could hear them opening doors and looking around, I would go out there and I would sneak up behind them and I would say. I swear to God, if you wake up my wife, I'm dead. <laughs> you need to leave right now. Okay. She has a big deadlift day tomorrow. Yeah. I know her meat's not for six months, but apparently this is a big day where she needs a lot of sleep and it's this actually is week, worth. Is this week one, day three, or is this week it's two, week day one? Day one three, and it's actually worth okay. breaking up important relationships, being mad about maybe waking people up. Maybe even in the morning, like early Saturday morning, he thought it'd be fun to so wake her up, but it was more, not. It was a bad idea. You'd be more afraid of your wife waking up than you would be of the cat burglar. Oh, please I'd be out there. I'd be like, yeah, let's, Hey, do you want to play some video games together? Like I'm dying here. Let's hang out. Do you think the giants are going to cover plus seven and a half? They're in London. So you got to think about it. You know, what's the last scary song on the Halloween list? (laughs) Russell, you say the last scary song. Okay. This is actually the The biggest scary song. song. This is number one. So you kind of made it sound like maybe the list you were going backwards. We're not, we're actually going towards number one, which is strange for this podcast. Normally we're going the other way. This list has been getting better. As the list has been getting better nice. and this list supersedes all of their years. So oh. all of their years are now no longer the top six scariest songs. These are the six scariest songs of 2022. And of course, the number one scary song for the third year in a row. I want candy. 
There is nothing scarier than when your kids come home after eating a bunch of Halloween candy. Tonight, I always say the real monsters come out after my kids eat the candy. Okay, so that's that's and that's one you can use. My kids are absolute nightmares. The day after, the day of Halloween, they are terrors because they're all juiced up on sugar. So, guys, that was a scariest <laughs> song. That. that was fantastic. Wow. Very scary. Never expected, never expected that to come up from that voicemail. It was so, so nice that we got a voicemail about that to prompt the list. Just glad that uh, Kirsten and little Rosie finally took like a week off and stopped calling in all the time. So. Oh, I mean, our, they probably, you know, we have a problem. Our voicemail is full. I got to go through and empty some. So yeah. that's going to happen. <laughs> It's tough stuff. Uh, listen, let's get into everybody's favorite part of the show. It's rolling going. And for those of you at home, yes, we haven't started yet. It's time for rolling. We've almost started the podcast. Oh yeah. Ah, rolling going. Russell, you've recovered from the scary songs. What's up? A lot of things are going on. I had a few sports, uh, live sports events that I went to. I also had a few music Ooh. events. What should we start with? Live sports or live music? Let's do the sport. Oh, oh the sports, sports. I'm in sports. All right, well, live sports. I, I'm with Aaron. Sports, we should do sports, 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 sports. sports. <laughs> yeah, music. Who cares about that? So the other night, I went to a high school football game live. I went and watched one of our one of our good friends who likes to listen to my voice in the shower when he's showering oh, yeah. in the morning. Mm-hmm, he had a big mm-hmm. game kind of over in the Minneapolis area at Bloomington Jeff or Jefferson. We watched the game, and the game was fun and everything. It didn't go our, our coaches and our team's way, but our coach is doing a great job and everything. But it actually, the, there was some music that, came along with it and had to do with the marching band. It was halftime. And so they played ABBA for the two songs during halftime of the marching band. What do you think of ABBA as, as halftime music for a marching band at a football game? Absolutely. Fantastic. Did they play Love Dancing it. Queen? They played did, Mama they Mia playing? and Dancing Queen were the two songs that I jotted down. Yeah, in my yeah. notes. As long as they played Dancing Queen, I'm in. I, you know what I would want? How about, what about this song? On this would be a great marching band song, wouldn't it? Waterloo. Okay, yep. Okay. Yep. Good drums. Who's laying down the? Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's a big, huge blonde guy. No, it's great. I was just trying to figure who's laying down the rhythm guitar. If that's the trombones or. Aaron, you, you were in the marching band. Did you have any favorite songs, like pop songs, that you guys did when you were in band? No, we were kind of highbrow, so we never did we never did pop songs mm-hmm. for the marching band. We did, you know, it was always like something that was arranged by John Williams or graduate. something. No, it would not even pretty that. frequently we did pretty frequently we did uh exclusive arrangements by St. Olaf graduate Travis Cross, who's now at I believe Northwestern University. I actually have a recording of Aaron in the marching band. Do you want to hear the song you play? Listen to this. I don't know. <laughs> it's almost too highbrow, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like we might have done Lincolnshire Posey that sticks out, but I don't remember if we actually played that, if we were good enough or not. But no, I, but I do remember there was like the slow tune. Like we were, there was a slow song where like we had a big moment, us trombones, where we were burying the bones somewhere and we got to turn around and point our bells right at the press box and have a big loud moment. And it went, bum, 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 bum. That's all I remember. So. And you showed them, yeah, Russell. Them. What, yeah, what are you doing asking him these questions? Well, every time, every time. Well, you know what? Maybe we need more sports on this podcast. We turn that into music. The next one is just sports. So, one of my new favorite sport, yes, one of my new favorite sporting events to go to. I talked about it last year. Is the Twin Cities Marathon. 
not running that damn thing. It's way too long. Ah. I'll still go cheer people on. And so I went, my sister the other day was running the 10 mile. So I'm oh, sitting wow. out there and I'm, they have the cool app where you can see when people are coming. And my sister's coming through. And about a minute or two before my sister comes through, who comes running through? But my co-host, Matt. Matt comes running Whoa. through, big smile on his face, comes up, gives me a high five. Matt, you were looking great. I was curious how the race yes. go for you. Uh, 10 miles is my stride. Uh, marathon, way too long. Half marathon, that's that's probably a good challenge. 10 mile, that was that was pretty darn good. So I can handle that. When I was, when I was running up, I mean, you were with somebody else, and I couldn't tell who Marathon it is fan. at all. I've never seen that person. Distance never runner. seen that person. Distance <laughs> yeah. runner, yeah. I so I, I, they like reached out to give me a high five, but I don't know who that is. I don't know what kind of journals <laughs> oh, I got. No. I'm not giving them a high <laughs> to be five. Fair, right? To be fair, Matt, yeah. the distance runner may have mentioned that they did not get a high five from you. So I'll just, I'll just put <laughs> yeah, it but, out I there. Mean, oh. I don't know who they That's are. Cripes. I've never met them. They, I don't know who they are or anything. They're probably like, well, in about six months, they might give me a high five. We'll see. <laughs> things things t- seem to tend to happen slow. So we'll see. <laughs> Really I, I suppose if I saw that person in Home Depot, I might hold their hand, but I'm not going to get a high five on a The sun was out. The sun was out. It's true. But you had a good race, Matt. Matt, you had a big smile on your face when you came rolling through. It looked like you were running I had well. no idea you were going to be there. Did you know that I was running that? I, I, did, 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 I did not know you were running it. Yeah, I went to see my sister, and I didn't even think about bad. asking you if you were running because it. Because when I, when, I look, when I looked and I was kind of coming, and I could see you in the distance, right? And I'm like, well, there's Russell. That's, you know, that's funny. Yeah. And I came running up, and you had like no clue. I, I was You're not like, ready what? For it. Yeah, you were not ready for it. It was kind of, it was kind of fun. Yes. So, but it was good. So enough of the sports talk. I also had a couple live music adventures over the last week. Man, I've got a lot of stuff <laughs> going on. The, the, another one. So Matt talked about the Troubadour Wine Bar the other day. I had to follow up Matt's recommendation. I went back to oh, the Troubadour Wine Bar, and you know what? They had a live uh, solo acoustic guitar player. He had his Venmo up, so I made some Venmo requests. Was it Ray? Oh, was it Ray? Okay, let's do some Venmo receipts. Okay. Was it Ray? Was it the guy that I saw? It it was Was not Ray. It was a guy named Robert Briggs. He was actually a second grade teacher, he said. There wasn't that many people in there, so he was very communicating with the the audience and everything. And I got to say, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but this is a fantastic wine bar. When you walk in, they invite you in. They kind of show you where you can sit. They tell you about the wine on the menu. They just do a great job. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, but but are we ready to go through my Venmo request list? Oh boy, I'm always ready. Always ready. (laughs) 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 I've got to come up with a theme for the Venmo. This will do for today. But all right, my first request is acoustic guitar player. So I go with, and I'm giving them options. It's my new thing to give options so they can't say no. I give them Neil Young, George Strait, Troubadour. The band, the weight, or REM? Pretty good. Any REM, right? Wow! Yeah, yeah. they definitely played Neil Young. He played Neil Young. He played Old Man, which was an absolute killer. I was pumped about. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's pretty good. That song makes Aaron flinch when he hears it because he remembers the parody (laughs) song about it. (laughs) That was not only devastating, dude. It was also like ten minutes long. By the way, It, it was. Yeah, I was going to say my Venmo started a little earlier in the night. That was at 8.33. I've, I've started oh, to move my Venmo yeah. request up good. before midnight, so I think that's a good that's way to good. go. My next request, 8.59. Here are my requests. 
David Bowie, Life on Mars, or something else. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good Elvis, one. Suspicious Minds, or something else, or Van Morrison. Suspicious Minds. Van Morrison. Oh, okay. Oof. I'm going to say he went with Suspicious Minds. I, I think I hope, I'll I say hope Van. I'm going to go with Van. I'm going to go Suspicious Minds, too. That's what I'm hoping for. Matt was correct. It was Van Morrison. It, yeah. I think it was Brown Eyed Girl, if I remember correctly. Yes. Oh, what? Uh, it's, it's a, How good would yeah. it be if he played, uh, what's that song? What's my number three top pop song of all time? Sweetest thing. I knew that. So a few minutes later, nine ten, I go for another request because there's no one else making requests, and I'm like, this guy's doing right. a great job. I want to keep it going, We're right? Russell's keep getting this gig economy. And to going be here. fair, he started playing some of his own like songs. What do you guys think of that when you're at a? Uh, maybe you guys like that. Do you like when you're at a no. at some sort of bar and they're playing a lot of covers and then they start playing their own their own songs? What do you think? Normally, I don't. But when I when when I was there, Ray and I think it's and I wish I remembered his name. I think we follow him now on. Uh, Instagram because I put a reel up and then he liked it. So I think we follow him now, but uh, he was playing all his own music and it was like the first time. And I'm like, well, you know, cause then he was like, look, you guys do your thing. You talk, you hear on dates, you talk yeah. all that. I'm here. Listen. Great. You know, and everybody's clapping for me. He's done. He thought it was the greatest thing. So I respected that cause he was playing his own stuff, but he's also like, you don't need to be just looking at me. I'm, you know, I'm just here for the ambiance too. And I thought it was great. So I enjoyed Ray playing his own. He's also like, music and also the guy who Venmo me four requests, please back off a little bit. Okay. Well, Give other people on. time. You only waited 12 minutes. That is actually going to come up here in a second. Oh. <laughs> So then again, I believe I don't know if it was eight fifty nine or eight thirty three, but I come back again. I'm 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 coming back again. Nine ten p.m. I come back with another one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Paul Simon, forty minutes. Amy Winehouse, Green Day, or Weezer. Jesus, wow. what a list! Could this person Weezer. sing? Had to play Weezer. You can't, uh, play, you can't play Winehouse unless you can't play Amy Winehouse. Yeah. What was the other one? Winehouse, Weezer. They, they went Paul Simon. I'm like, if they if they did Neil Young, they'd a new Paul Simon. Rob, you got a guess? Yeah. What was it? Paul Simon, Weezer, Amy Winehouse, and what? Green Day. I'll say Green Day. Time of your time of your life. Technically, you guys are all right. This is where this guy showed he was a champion. He looks at me and oh he knows boy. it's me and he goes, you know what? I can do all of these. I got all four of them for you. Oh, wow. so he cranks out the sound That's of impressive. silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. Wow. He cranks out rehab, a banger. rehab by Amy Winehouse. Really? Yeah. Good riddance. Is that the acoustic Green Day song? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Acoustic. Yeah. And then I, he played one of the Weezer songs. I forgot to jot it down, but Jeez, he cranked out all four man. of my requests right back to back to back. Yeah. It was fantastic. And then he looks Props. back and Russell is dressed just like him and has a wig on. The guy's like, mm, okay, well, I'm going to head out early, actually. I'm not driving a brown Miata, please. I'm not driving a brown Miata. And then, then he walked in on me in the bathroom and there was a, a disco ball and I was listening to one by Metallica. And he was like, nope, yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> And then Russell, I've already locked the little window. He said, you could do that standing up. <laughs> I said, then Russell invited him to meet us in Las Vegas in January yeah, 2023. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so after this guy cranks out all these things, there's not a ton of people January there. 14th. And he looks at, and he goes, Hey, you know what? You're killing it. Thank you. Like, I appreciate it. You can just shout stuff out. You don't have to always request it through Venmo. Oh, yeah. He's just like, if you want, uh-huh. just pick what you want, holler at me and I'll try to play it. So I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Then I was like, okay, I'll, a few more people came in. They started throwing out some stuff. Someone requested like the cure and was requesting like British bands. I'm like, what do you think he's gonna do with that? He can't do that, right? So did you did you yell out for whipping posts? I yelled, I did not yell whipping post, <laughs> but at, at one point I did yell out James Taylor. I'm like, he's an acoustic guitar player. Oh yeah. He said, I don't know any James Taylor. 
What? I was saying not a single James. Wow. Isn't that for an acoustic guitar player? That's got to be like the biggest faux pas, right? Not having any James Taylor in your quiver. He doesn't even know this one. I mean, this is my favorite James Taylor song, according to uh, where I downloaded online one time off LimeWire at Napster. This is my favorite one. So that was my experience at the Troubadour. I highly recommend people go check it out. You can Venmo songs or you can just holler them out, it sounds like. That's Russell, you are, I love it, Russell. You are supporting the arts. I have one more, too. Are we going too long? I can skip it and save no, it. Oh, no. Can never go. No. no. This is just like me. We're not too long. Don't worry. Rob's got some random rolling... question and Rosie's eating something and had something to happen with his kids. And I forgot something that I wrote down. It's so not a random you, you're question. The one, you carry this. It's, it's you carry this thing. So I as ha- long as the rolling going is longer than the album we're listening to, we're good. So we're almost yeah. there. I have another. Mine, and mine is actually about some scary songs. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've run out of stuff to talk I about. have another musical adventure, Aaron and Matt. I think you've talked about this place before. I haven't been there a long time. Aaron, you might. Someone of you guys might have seen Snoop Dogg there. I went to the Caboose. Uh, yes. uh, a few nights Matt. ago. That's Matt. So Matt, Matt, maybe who have you seen at the Caboose before? Have you been a few times or not? Uh, yeah, Uh-oh. every the first weekend in February, it's right around Bob Marley's birthday. They would have a Bob Marley tribute concert. So they'd have two or three. I think it's the reggae all stars. I'm trying to remember who they were. We haven't gone in a few years now, but so like five or six or seven years in a row, we'd go to this Bob Marley tribute concert. Awesome. I saw a rapper. God, who was the rapper? And it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. What? Skizzy Mars. There's this guy named Skizzy Mars who I've was. Never heard of that guy. That sounds great. Good. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like, so then like I had his album and I loved it and it was great. And he'd get up there and he'd play like 30 seconds of a song. And then he'd like, he'd get tired out and be like, all right, thank you very much. You know, and move on. And it was like a half hour show. I was like, this is the worst thing in the world. And then, yes, I did see Snoop Dogg. And uh, Nate Dog wasn't there, but who, Warren G was there. Yes. And Kevin Love was behind the speakers watching in the show and everything. But yeah, nice. Snoop Dogg at the Caboose was an awesome show. Top That's 10 show. Ever so a few to. weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I had went to a Twins game with a Twins fan. And afterwards, we went out and we were getting some drinks at a bar. And this Twins fan. Like they like twins. They're, they're like, you're not a twin. Yeah. So, I mean, like. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you got a twin, and then Russell comes out with a fake mustache? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my name is Roberto. How are you doing? Russell Roy. Hey, Russell Roy. Hey, Russell Roy. hey you're, yeah, Russell Roy. Hey, your brother Roy was just here. He said he was going to go get some lobster. Oh, did he? But wait, you have a lobster bib on, Russ. Wait a minute. <laughs> So this, this Twins fan's friends came and met us, and we'd had a few drinks at this point. And so they were telling us they were going to go see this band at the Caboose, and they're called KMFDM. It's a German industrial band. They've got, like, metal oh, guitar, yeah. electronic music sampling and everything. I, and so just I'll give you a song in a second here. But uh, so that night, I'd had a few drinks, and I got excited about this. And I like going to events, and I was like, I want to go. So immediately that night, they're like, well, you, should, you guys should come with me and this Twins fan. And so I go and I buy tickets immediately that night. And then the right. next morning, I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want to go to this oh, German no. industrial band. <laughs> oh, no. So do you guys ever do that? And then what do you do? Do you go or do you not go? What do you yeah. do? It's a sunk cost. I've already paid. Do you go or not go? You guys, yeah. you guys are the, I send text messages to you guys all the time. Like, do I go see pavement yeah. as a show? And you're all like, yes. And then it gets to be about 
8.30, just like this damn podcast. It gives yeah. me about 8.30 and I'm like, yeah. oh, there's nothing I want to do more than to go to bed yeah. right now, get my crossword, hop in the wrappers, fall asleep, right? That sounds more... So I chicken out. So I have learned to not buy tickets because in the past I would have bought tickets months ago and then I would have like had to have gone and you go and it's the greatest thing in the world, right? But I just don't buy the tickets anymore because I can't stand the thought of it when it's like, yeah, look at it, like having to go. So, yeah. I did go to a Lizzo show and she was started at uh, 9.30 and I was like, oh man, I was like, this is so late. (laughs) I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) And tonight we started your podcast at 11.30. Oh, My thing different. is, I'm, what I'm wondering is, so it seems like you've met some of this Twins fans' friends. I'm wondering if this Twins fan would like to meet any of your friends. I'm just wondering if, like, their friends, yeah, with your friends, and then you go be- call your crew. I'll go cry my crew. We can rendezvous at the bar around well, two. Last, yeah, last time, so last good. time my crew didn't yeah, give them a high five, so I'd probably won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that hand has been. <laughs> No, no. So anyway, so then I forget about this concert completely, right? Like I, I didn't even think it about it. It might be covered in bug spray. You don't know, <laughs> yeah. right? I, <laughs> that deet, you, you've heard about deet, right? I mean, crepes. You know that that bu- the hand has not been in Russell's hand. There's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, that's the day. true. <laughs> so I, I forget about this concert completely, and then it comes up like the day before. Hey, we have tickets to this, and I was kind of thinking, well, maybe they'll just forget. And we don't even have to go because at this point, I don't really care about going, but I don't want to like insult other people. When you've told them, hey, you're excited about going to something with them. You can't just bail, right? No, no. Yeah. No. If, yeah. Once once you got plans and you get, you know, and and once you start bailing and you become known as a bailer and you're all of a sudden Bob Marley and the bailers, you cannot. Shake that like it's it's and then people just stop inviting you to fun stuff. You got to go. It's a it's the prisoner of being a cool guy, Russell. Trust me. Lock me up and throw away the key. So baby. I invited someone who was into German techno electronic music and we went and checked it out. And Rob, I actually gave you a song. This is off their new album. The song's called Hyena. I give you guys a sample of it. I, I should say the hy- the E in Hyena has an umlaut as well. How was it live? Because that's a tight, that's a tight venue and they've got great sound. So I can imagine this would be awesome. It actually was a great show. I got to say, people were really into it. I kind of found a spot at the corner of the bar. I wasn't right in the middle where everyone was, you know, moshing and going crazy and everything. But they put on a great show. There was some kind of strange stuff. They had a electric guitar player that was just thrashing. They had a drummer. And then they had the guy up there who's messing with, I don't know if, like the board. I don't even know what he's got up there, but it's all just electronic music, right? So he's up there. And then they've got a lady who's standing at a podium and she would just sing once in a while. So it was just kind of a weird vibe. I like, I don't even know how to describe it. When they told me it was a German band at first, I was like, oh, this is going to be like Rammstein or something like that. But it was more electronic than that. But I got to say, Matt, you're right. You've got to go because you're always going to have fun. Once you're there, it's the greatest thing in the world, right? It's the act of getting there. That's the toughest. You got to. Talk yourself into it. I'm, I'm, I, oh, go, no, Rob, you. I've got a, I've got a, a joke that's going to kill this whole thing, Russell. So if you want to go, feel free. <laughs> I have been uh, interested. I, you make me interested in German music. I wonder if there's any German jazz, like where they scat and stuff. So I'm going to type in uh, German scat videos on Bing. <laughs> I'm going to see if anything comes up. Hey, while you're <laughs> searching for that, Aaron, rolling, going, how's it going with you? He's this, he's the scat mensch. Hmm, interesting. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, it's really going great. I got, as usual, I got a lot of thoughts in my head, a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing is um, I, I engaged on social media yesterday and I replied to a Did tweet. Did she respond to your engagement or not? Your proposal? And so far, so far, this is the, this is the great, this is the most likes I've ever got on a tweet. I think I have close to a hundred likes on this tweet. The oh. problem is I just, I don't have anything to promote. I don't really know. Now no. this, like, I've got all these people following, like, follow, liking this. This Jesus Christ. Tweet on social media, and I just I don't have anything to promote. What was the tweet? Uh, it was a it was a it was a joke about MAGA um, US WNT fans, and I joked that this lady was probably a Hope Solo fan. It's a niche kind of a joke, but uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, laying it out there, yeah. <laughs> and you're worried about promoting something on that? Don't worry. Wouldn't stress about what you're going to promote. Aaron, you should have like a little. The joke was, I'm, I'm on a podcast and I didn't promote <laughs> the podcast. Shit. That was the joke. Aaron, you should have like a little. <laughs> Please don't. After you, that, you should have a person who just follows you around everywhere, and then after like every 12 minutes, they would just say, "Well, that was a niche comment." <laughs> I guess that's true. That's true. Well, another niche that our but podcast did you start? Did you start in. like? Where do you? I don't know. Do you guys use Facebook or Twitter and that stuff a lot? Were you Aaron? Were you looking like every ten minutes to see if you had more likes? Did oh, you yeah. get into like you have to. seeing how? It was no, you know what happened is I. I didn't know that I had. I've, no one's ever liked any of my tweets before. I didn't know that I have oh, notifications you on like me. Oh. for like likes. Me. Like, yeah. I have, Are you like, serious? Have a notification on my phone. <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've heard in my entire life. So I'm like, I'm getting. I was like, oh, I didn't know I had notifications on for Twitter. Like, all these people are liking my tweet. That's great. Oh my god! But I had nothing. I had nothing I could share with him to promote. No SoundCloud. Nothing. He's tweeted out into the world and never gotten a single like. So is this our first poor time sweet ever, Aaron? Is this gonna prompt? to do more tweets now, Aaron? Now are you excited because the people want more, Aaron? They yes. want more niche content? Obviously, right. I, yeah, I got to give them what they want, right? Got to give them what they want. I've got a great, I've got a great one about Michael Jackson being a furry, okay? <laughs> and it goes like this. Dr. Conrad Murray, do you want your mama's milk? I want any milk. I'm a cat. Oh. And then at the end, you play this. I don't know how this would get in there. I think you'd have to attach, maybe attach it. And then, and then at the end, say Beck did it better. But that is the funny thing about Twitter, though, right? I mean, like everybody, everybody can have a Twitter. Sure, everybody can yeah. tweet. Mm-hmm. Everybody can follow. They can read all that mm-hmm. stuff. Ninety nine point eight percent of people with Twitter, if they post something, they might get ten likes, right? Right. Yet they still feel like they need to throw their opinion out in the world, and they still need to throw it out in the world. You know, I, I, I that's what I don't get about. The Twitter and maybe people just use it to follow like news or whatever. I don't know, but if anybody actually tweets, I don't think. Yeah, I've entered a very sad part of Twitter, which is sports betting Twitter, <laughs> where everybody's like, like I I got I engage with somebody on a post. Will Matt Ryan? It's like something like, "Will Matt Ryan get three yards rushing?" Play, and then there's like we twenty play replies. NFL music for, for this? <laughs> no, it's actually really sad. There we go. <laughs> People Which are like, was the worst NFL game yeah. in the history of NFL but People games. are like, he's not going to get three yards. And other people are like, he is going to get three yards, and here's why. And I was like, this is so stupid, and I'm reading every comment on this thread. Mm-hmm. Actually, the best thing I do uh, on Twitter is I follow the Twins account, and every time they post something about Tory Hunter, you can't I mention that he was a raging problem. homophobe. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's also a raging homophobe every time. I, it's a sickness I have. I cannot help it. It's so bad of me. We've talked briefly, we've talked about it. Like I knew more about 
this girl from high school that I graduated with, right? I was good friends with her, all this stuff. Hadn't really talked to her since high school. I knew more about what her kids were doing on a day-to-day basis because of Instagram or Twitter, one Mm -hmm. of those things. And then one year we were going to Vegas, which we'll be in Vegas again on (laughs) January 14th, 2023, January 14th, 2020. And, you know, so I was going to Vegas and it it was one of the times where it was like your phone, my phone was dying every like three hours. So it's time to get a new phone. And I'm like, I gotta get a new phone before going to Vegas. And so I got a new phone and they asked the question, do you want to put these apps back on your phone? And I just literally said, nope, to all the social media. And it's been the greatest thing I've ever done in my life from a product. Yeah. Oh, it's been great. I can't, I can't even imagine. I've got so many thoughts about Tori Hunter that I got to get out there. He's so got, that was, yeah. yeah. Engaged on some social media. There's two other things happening with me this week. One, I had a really hard time listening to any of the albums we're supposed to listen to because there's too much good rap music this week. There's new Freddie Gibbs. There's new Boldy James. There's a Billy Woods album. It's all great. Get out there and listen to it. And finally, I wanted to give an update uh, on Spluting, uh, which I know oh, is a, a niche that this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We were out for a walk uh, yesterday and a squirrel was walking with us next on this retaining wall next to us. Okay. Um, and uh, this squirrel had like a really large visible nutsack. Like I didn't know what? that squirrels <laughs> had big balls. Like it was right squirrels at eye level. Squirrels love nuts. I need so, to point out for a lot of this podcast, Matt has been kind of looking around and Matt, we are, all, all three of us are dialed into this story. We are looking at Aaron <laughs> so intently. Yeah. So I didn't know that squirrels had big balls like this. So Anna says to me, you got to tell your guys on the podcast I've that that's, big balls. that's why the squirrels You've were splooting because they had to keep their big balls cool. Like that's why they had to do it. I've never seen a squirrel ball sack before. So now I've seen everything. And that's, that's it. That's, uh, so. Fill my ball room. <laughs> the event is never small. Wanted to give you guys that update. And, uh, biggest balls of all. Got. They weren't like no, big compared they were like, to, they weren't like big compared to your balls, right? No, like they were like, I don't know. They were, they were like, I don't know. It's like if, it's like if I had pool balls for balls, maybe, or like, you know what I mean? Like it was nice. like, yeah, like it was, it was like outlandishly big for the size of this squirrel. And I never, I'd never seen that before. Aaron, remember when Rock did his parody song and we were going to get this out of the way in the first eight, three minutes of the <laughs> yeah, podcast? I apologize. I know. This I is, know. No, I apologize. No, 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 no. That was, I strictly said penises. That's, I was very clear. Okay. This if you go back and listen this to the language. Zoological. All right, Matt, how's it, how's it really going with Matt? Uh, good. I'll keep it short since Russell went Sorry. so long today with his role. <laughs> going on. Okay. Uh, I got, I got a list. Still don't know what flashlight to see Menzies is. Come on. Um, it's at, gotta be Albert something. Pujols hit, ended his career with 703. That's amazing. Runs. That's incredible. Hey, no chance I he was juicing the second it. half of that year, right? No chance. Yeah. I, <laughs> who cares? Yep. Who I'm cares? Yeah. That's Go what for it. That was fun baseball. Who cares about 62? We had this text oh, chain. Boy. Going. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, more sports, oh, man. More sports. <laughs> more sports. Um, Love it. Listener Neil, uh, we're not going to get too into it, but listener Neil had a big win today in high school football. I want to say congratulations to Neil. Where you go, Neil? Uh, Wait, Neil's playing high school football? Uh, he's a coach. He, he's coaching. That was like, he's just crushing like those ninth graders. He's like playing. I, I know, this is four, yeah, this is four weeks ago now. So. I didn't know he's still an eligibility left. We'll <laughs> just say that Neil's team beat the Eagles. That's fairly b- benign enough to know. So he's, good job. Good job, Neil. Wade. He's probably, his season's probably done now. It ended in a heartbreaking is, way. Yeah. And he's just listening to this Son being like, that. dang it. Yeah. Um, 
I have on here live action shows. They're doing all of these live action remakes of movies, and I have nice. zero Wolverine. interest in watching yeah. any yeah. of them. Have you guys watched any of them? No. Are, no. Are they? Yeah. I, it just. It, I. I probably should watch five minutes of one to see if it's anything. But like, I have zero interest in watching Pinocchio, the live action Pinocchio. Do your kids in, are they interested? I don't know. I'm trying to make them so they're not interested and never bring them up because I don't want to watch them. No. I'd much rather watch. I, my kids showed no interest in like the live Lion King or the live anything. Do you think Do you think at some point they're going to do a live Toy Story? Is that going to be the what's next? It's like this weird, scary where the toys are now Probably. real. If yeah. they've done like Pinocchio, scary. why wouldn't they go ahead and do Toy Story, right? Oh, so That's so, what they're working towards. Matt, aren't you doing the three hours with the Vikings with your kids? So you're kind of done for the rest of the weekend after that, aren't you? Done babysitting? I just thought your three-hour yeah. commitment was all you needed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's about it. That's about it. Okay, that's time. Good. we're done watching the Vikings. Time to watch the live Little Mermaid. Yeah. Fun. Although right. I bet they could make... You know, I, I got to say this, though. I bet they could make Ur- Ursula very scary. Okay, or... Okay, now this this is going a little different direction. You guys probably can't guess which direction it's going, but it's possible Ursula could become a very sexy. I mean, think about it. It's a woman on top, right? And she's got arms with suckers on the bottom. Arms with what? Whoa, with suckers. It's a, she's an octopus on the bottom. They're like I mean, the ones where you take the wrapper off, and if they got a guy shooting a star, then you get a free one. I mean, if you go back, guys. Oh, listen. When you're making love with your lady and she's got two hands, it's awesome. If she had eight hands, holy shit. I can see this because then there like maybe there's a maybe there's a scene where like Poseidon is like got his arms on the side of a boat and he's just like leaning up on the side of the boat and looking real happy, but like under this water there's, you know <laughs> he's noodling. A lot of stuff happening. Poseidon's noodling. Yeah, that's good. Thank the you, only thing was, the, the only thing with uh, <laughs> Little Mermaid is like the song. There, there's enough songs. There's a ton of songs in that one that kids would like. So that I mean that that would be yeah. If, the only yeah, one. you can get somebody who can sing the hell out of it. Just watch the original. Who cares? I don't. It I don't get great. it. Although the hair, like the hair, hair animations come a long way since Little Mermaid. Like you look Little Mermaid compared to Moana, it's like not even the same. Yeah. Genre. But the prince on Little Mermaid. I mean, that's an attractive dude. He's a handsome right man. He's can't, yeah. When they when he got a statue made of him, I was like, I'd, I'd take that statue. Like, I'd take that. It'd be great. <laughs> Put it in my house. Uh, last thing I had is I, we went to Pizzeria Lola yes. the other night with the family. Yes. We were sitting outside. It's such a good man. It's such a good spot. Uh, she's actually on. There's a Netflix show, and uh, Anna Kim is on one of the shows talking about her pizza thing. And I saw Anna Kim and her husband were running. The 10 mile. So oh, I ran right by her. her That's so great. It was kind of funny. Perhaps. I wanted to be like, hey, pizza. They, they, hey, <laughs> they high fived the, the marathon runner that I was with. Did they? Maybe. Oh, maybe. maybe. I don't know. You know, she runs a restaurant. She's got pretty good hygiene. So I don't know. <laughs> the, that's the subtitle of her restaurant. We've got pretty well, we're good sitting, hygiene. We're sitting pretty at this good. table and, you're, and you know, you're out on a patio and you're so close. And the guy next to me. Couldn't have been more loud, uh, couldn't have been more Gen uh, Z, uh-oh. and couldn't have been more wrong in every single one of his takes that he was telling to the gal he was the with. Who was oh, just a friend. Classic mean old daddy would be bugged by the loud person next to you. And I'm not going to take too much. I got a whole list of the stuff that oh, he went through. But the biggest one, the biggest one he said is he said like, well, yeah, I went to the, I went to their wedding, but 
you know, I didn't, I didn't go to the dinner. I just, I just went to the ceremony because I really think it's the most important thing is going to the ceremony for the wedding. And I, and I skipped what? the dinner. We got to get like, this guy on the show. And what? I just wanted, and I'm sitting, he's, he's literally, I mean, I can reach out to, I literally want to be like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I am begging you. Aaron's talking about trying to get a, people talking about his tweet about God knows what I forgot already. Yeah. But next time you need to give him a business card with just our Zoom link that says Saturday nights, please. Because I need this guy to talk to Russell. Can you imagine if somebody tells Russell the best part of the wedding is the ceremony? Oh Russell's head would explode. He, thought, he said this. Was, he, he told this gal, he goes, well, you know, I, I, I went to the ceremony, but I skipped out on the dinner. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the most important part is to see the ceremony. And I'm like, the people who have the ceremony could care less if you're at the ceremony. They paid for you to have a dinner, jackass. Yeah. Like go to the dinner kind of a thing. So that was it. So that's all I had for this week. Rob, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Tell you what, my kid made me watch Hocus Pocus 2. One of the worst oh. movies I've ever seen in my entire life, oh. but she loves it. She loves it. It is a movie that if you watch, all of the movie was recorded on green screens. None of oh, the characters really? ever cross. If you watch it, they never, they're always standing oh, face to face and then they yeah. walk off in different, you'll never see. And I kept saying to my kids, nobody's crossing, nobody's crossing. And finally my kid turned around and said, shut up about the crossing stuff, please. <laughs> and I was like, this, this is good practice for the podcast. So this movie, of course, it's Halloween today as we release this. So I'm thinking about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, One of the yeah. things they were doing, I got a couple things from this movie. One of the things they were doing in this movie was bobbing apples. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I remember bobbing apples. I remember bobbing apples being like, Okay, I'm going to put my apples. head in. Yeah, I'm going to bobbing four apples. I'm going to put my head okay. in. I'm going to grab an apple. Bobbing apples. Boom. This will be simple. <laughs> it's like whack-a-mole with apples. This will be so simple. I'm simply going to put my head in. I'm going to grab an apple with my mouth, and I'm going to pull it out. And then it was like the hardest thing in the entire world was to get one of those smooth apples into your mouth. And then meanwhile, you look over, and somebody else is sticking their head in the same pail of water at the same time as you, Right. It's disgusting. Like the whole bobbing apples thing. It's if you look back, like, it's right? gross. It's, it's so You're gross. Like dipping your face into a vat of yeah. water. It's like, then... it's like if you went to a swimming pool and you saw an apple floating and it's like, well, I'm going to eat that apple. It's, or like a hot tub. You're at a hot tub, right? It's like if you're at a oh, hot tub and you go buy a hot tub with a bunch of people in there's an apple in it and you're like, I'm going to so eat gross. that apple. That's exactly what bobbing for apples is like. It's disgusting. <laughs> like you get an apple and you're like, well, there's some teeth marks in it already, but I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> right. And then if I don't remember, I maybe bobbed for apples one or two times, but at that point, you're at some kind of party where there's probably s'mores or something good. Like, you're not going to eat the apple. There's going to be other Candy options corn and delicious peanuts. stuff to eat. Right. It's always a party where the parents are giving out, like, pencils, too, where you're like, oh, this, this party sucks. <laughs> Bobbing for apples. This stinks. Your party sucks. Let's tear this place apart. Let's let's steal stuff from the bathroom or whatever we did at parties. It didn't matter. What did your daughter think of the bobbing for apples? Oh, they, they again, they told me to shut up because it was just in the movie. So I, I talked about the bobbing for apples for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Came up with this bit, and then they told me to be quiet. Was, there, was their movie interrupting you again, Rob? No, 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 no. I, I came in and sat down and watched this movie because it was insane when you realize it's all green screen. It You cannot see anything else when you see it. And so, it's, again, it's my job to ruin things for people. So I wanted to point that out. <laughs> and then the, the other thing I saw was in this movie, the, the witches come back on Halloween, so they're disguised, right? And so the whole town is dressed in uh, costumes, and it's movie costumes, right? So it's like nice costumes. These costumes, though, really threw me. Okay, I'm going to give you my top three costumes from uh, Hocus Pocus. Are you ready? This is another list where I'm going to give you my top three costumes. And these are top three costumes that threw me. It gave me pause. Okay. I really thought about this Halloween release episode thing. Well, this is, good this is what happens when your kid makes you watch Hocus Pocus 2 and then says she loves it. So you have to say nice things about it to her. 
what would you guys say is a like the number one Halloween costume? Like ghost, right? That's what we dress witch, like. For witch, ghost, witch, ghost, vampire. Okay. Yeah. So in this one, there was a, a a student dressed as a referee, a referee. They, they were a oh. they were a football referee, sexy referee. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a this is a student dressed as a referee, which I thought was bizarre. And I go, who the hell dresses like a referee for Halloween? <laughs> Matt, would you have ever dressed as a referee as a kid or not? All, all the time. I hate Halloween. I've told you guys, I hate Halloween. And my dad ref football. And so it was the easiest thing. Like, here's an old shirt. Here's an old hat. There you go. Like, do I have to think about a costume? No, just be a referee. Great. Oh my God, awesome. I don't want to do anything. The second costume that threw me big time, and I, this is a twofer, okay, because they're kind of the same. Some people were dressed as pharaohs and some people were dressed as kings. Is a king or a pharaoh a Halloween costume? Those aren't, right? Nobody dresses like a pharaoh for Halloween. That's crazy. Well, is that the one where they, I mean, like, technically they got the shirt off and then, you know, so it's like sexy pharaoh. Like, it's, a, it's an opportunity to take your shirt These off. These guys were regular Sphinx, Riddle of the Sphinx. Aaron can give me a kiss. I and mean, we don't need to do that whole bit again, but it was a good one. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe they're teasing the next live action Disney movie, Prince of Egypt. Well, I was thinking maybe they was like, the only time I saw people dress like pharaohs is when we studied Egypt in school. Like people would dress like pharaohs and walk like an Egyptian. And actually that was really problematic now that I look back on it and think about it. But (laughs) but like a king, would you guys want to dress like a king for Halloween? The Burger King, maybe that creepy Burger King speaking of creepy, scary stuff. I think they got rid of that guy, didn't they? A huge King Ralph. Mistake. I dress as King Ralph. <laughs> oh, great movie. Hey, here's a picture of the uh, my extended family that got electrocuted in a photo. And again, yes. a lot of people forget that part of the movie. I keep bringing it up. We can set our <laughs> clock back. Number of weeks since we referenced King Ralph on the podcast. Back to zero. Yes. I'd probably dress like uh, Serena Williams' dad, uh, King Richard. <laughs> I think that'd be a good one. Where I'm yelling at my kids and it just happens to work out one time. So a lot of parents think it's actually normal. So yeah. Or two times, depending. There's two of them. Uh, so then the other, the last costume that gave me pause was there was a number of people in this movie dressed up like pilgrims. That oh, was my bad. number that's one a bad, look. That's bad, a bad costume. Look. I was like, does anybody dress up like a pilgrim? I mean, first of all, Thanksgiving is so close, yeah. right? That's you. You get your pilgrim time during Thanksgiving. Don't worry about it. You got buckle hat. You get to wear it like then, like crazy. It's not a Halloween Regardless costume. Regardless of whether right? like, that's a, a, a good costume or not, it, it has no business being anywhere near Halloween, right? Well, Bad the luck. whole thing of Hocus Pocus is, though, that's on the East Coast, and that's where, you know, the first people landed over there, and the witches are that old and stuff like that. So it's part of their culture, probably, Rob, right? So you think the pilgrims were at the Salem Witch Trials, <laughs> and that's why this is going on. <laughs> God damn, Matt, you're so smart. Maybe they just wanted to wear tights and socks. I don't know. So anyway, that is my rolling going. I think they like taking their socks off after wearing those tight socks. Oh my God. (laughs) God. This thing's got to be acrylic too. Like that doesn't feel good on your feet. You got to get this off. Your feet are not breathing. I think you you guys, every morning when I wake up and I come out to my computer chair and there's two socks underneath from the night before where I've taken them off in ecstasy. (laughs) One of the best feelings (laughs) in the world. You're no longer wearing them to bed? No. Although I have been take, wearing a bed and then taking him off in bed. That's kind oh. of a treat to myself. But again, you got to be careful because if I wake up Jenny, I'm in huge trouble. Listen, we are talking about uh, Good Kid Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. This is Kendrick Lamar's. And, and Aaron, honestly, Aaron is going to help me out a ton with this. Um, he's, he's kind of the expert on this. There's a lot going on with this album. This is basically yeah. an, an album where he had released Section 80 
But this was his first major label record where he was on Interscope and he was with Dr. Dre and he had total creative control over this album. So a lot of people consider this kind of his first album. And basically this album is following Teenage Kendrick as he lives a day in Compton. And immediately when this came out in 2012, people knew it was going to be massive. I mean, you can see from the guests he has on this like first big album you, to get the people rapping with him that he has. I mean, he's got Janet Jackson, for God's sakes. Uh, and then this is, it made a ton of best lists. And I just want to tell you that basically the, the concept of this album is that it's a story. It's a narrative, right? And he basically is going to meet a girl, driving around with his friends. Uh, they stage a robbery. He, they, they stage a robbery. He gets jumped by some guys. They go back to confront him and the friend gets shot. And then uh, there's a scene where they get baptized by Maya Angelou, actually. And talking about should they retaliate? And dad and mom are saying, no, you got to get into the music. And I'm telling you, the first time I listened to this album, it was, a, to me, it was a rough listen. I was like, well, the skits aren't funny. Like, there's no $500 game show. There's no, like, chins on, nuts on your chin or whatever. <laughs> and then when I did research for this album and I listened to it again, it was, like, super powerful. Like, it was, it, to me, it was a super powerful piece of art when you know what's going on in this album. And where he came from and oh. where he grew up and all that. Yeah. I mean, just, and you can hear it in his voice and the way he changes his voice throughout the album to indicate what's going on. So... Uh, I don't want to tell you guys this, but you might guess that Aaron gave quite a few sound bites, so this might take a little bit. But I, here we I go. Gave a few. You don't have to play them all. You don't have to play them all. But uh, yeah, I respect you too much, Aaron. I'm going to play them all. Oh, this wow. first, we have Shireen, aka Master Splinter, Splinter's daughter. We've actually talked about this song once before. Do you guys remember for what? No, what was it? We did a we did on the Drake album. We did a list of the best voicemails ever, and the voicemail on this song made the list. Oh right, that's uh, the yes, right. I do remember that. It's so good. So then here he is meeting Shireen and talking to her. I mean, listen, that Kendrick's flow is so good. Yeah, what's wild about, I mean, this, so, you know, he was known as sort of a backpack rapper. He was part of the, of the Black Hippie crew. And so you mentioned, Rob, this album. Schoolboy Q. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, exactly. You mentioned this album came out in 2012. Um, I, I first heard about Kendrick in 2006. I went to South by Southwest. Uh, and a guy who was with me with the crew was like, I got to go see Kendrick and Black Hippie crew. And that was in 2006. And so, you know, rap heads were like really up on him for a long time. He's 25 when this album comes out and he was really known for, you know, I mean, the stuff on Section 80, he's doing a lot of double time rapping. He's doing stuff where he'll switch up his flows, all the stuff you hear on this album. But what's really impressive to me is the way he's able to edit himself and really just give like concise yes. stories, but, but uh, within his, you know, talents. I mean, for this to be a debut album, I mean, we're, we're doing like next week, we're doing The Cure, right? Debut? That's their seventh album. And it was like their what they've always wanted to do. And everything was building to that. For him to just come, you know, like you said, not totally out of the gates, but for this to be a first album where it's this complex running narrative with these sublime songs on it. I mean, just mind blowing. This absolutely mind blowing. debut album or his second one? It's his first major label album. Okay. Major label. So it, it's a lot of people say it's the best debut when it's not really. But. And then it was, it was that thing too of like when, when Dre picked a, a protege and a next, he mostly got it right. You know, yeah. Eminem, yeah. the game, but there's a couple, you know, uh, 50 cent obviously, but there's a couple like Bishop Lamont never took off. And so there was always this rumble about like, well, Dre's got another guy coming and then you don't know if the, you know, this almost coming or not. So there was a lot of lead up, a lot of anticipation for this. That when it came out, he was already a household name in some circles. There's that one rapper too, Steve Jones. 
You ever heard of that guy? Stafford Jones. Jones. Steve no. Stafford Jones. No, you Mike never have. Jones. Oh shit! I picked somebody that was real. <laughs> shit! <laughs> the joke blew up in my face. Uh, bitch, don't kill my vibe. Is this, this is probably is this the best known track off this? Uh, I think um, it's Backseat Freestyle. Is the one I'm not a huge okay, current yeah. music fan, and Backseat Freestyle was the one that I knew the most. So this is one of the few songs on the album that's in the current tense, and it's basically talking about what he thinks about the current state of hip hop. And then uh, kind of this and Compton are the only songs that are like that on the album where it's in the modern times. Yeah, it's one of the only songs that kind of keeps the same. Well, this one and like maybe Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. A couple of them like, kind of keep the same flow, same vibe throughout the whole track. Others, others he kind of likes to switch up. Yeah. Sections. I mean, he was so big at this time that Lady Gaga had agreed to be on the song. It just didn't work out. Like 2012 right. Lady Gaga, that's giant. That's enormous. Right. You can hear it too, like you know when, when he did when his when the album "Damn" came out, which would have been two albums after this one. A lot of the singles got play on the R and B stations out here, and you can hear how much R and B influenced his sound, influenced the whole LA sound on a lot of this. And that one, I think, is the most most uh, indicative of that. At the end of that song, his friend is in the skit is saying, "Hey, I've got the beat CD uh, in the Blackwoods. Get in the car." You need a freestyle rap with a beat CD. Isn't that such an awesome idea of just driving around with your friends yeah. and like doing just doing this? A, and having Jesus. Kendrick as one of your friends doing a freestyle in the like. car? Kendrick have a dream. I mean, I love the like Street Fighter sounds of that beat. And so he, he he said basically like this song is not me what I think about now like because it's such a different I mean his his concept of just having a huge dick that's the size of the Apple Tower it's so strange compared to the rest of his album but you realize this is teenage this is teenage Kendrick and he's talking about what he wanted then it's fun too like it's it's he's giving the people what they want right it's like well let's hear Kendrick just rap like let's just have a song where he's just gonna rap and then he's gonna give you the double time flow oh this is the double time flow that's so interesting yeah. I love the no sound way. of his voice there no way he can kind of switch up his vocal tones too doesn't he like he can yes, kind of get that like growling time. angry type rap and then he's kind of smooth at other points he's really really unique yeah yeah he's yeah this is one I could relate to. Every time I've ever gotten in trouble in my life, it's been in a car with like three other guys. That's it's like always there's a Pazon revolution on the art of the peer pressure. Yeah, that's how we got in trouble. The art, the Pazon revolution, by the way, is where we drove around a car, and at the time, Pizza Hut was selling something called a Pazon. Which what was that, Russell? I can't quite remember it's a what it was. Pizza that's shaped like a sandwich. <laughs> so it was it was a calzone pizza, and we thought it was so funny to yell, "It's a Pazon revolution!" Out of the car. Now, keep in mind, Russell and I are, I think, twenty. 21 at the time, 20, and there's girls at these parties, and we keep screaming that it's a bizarre revolution. We didn't have so. Nintendo to plan that part. We had to yell about something else. We could just stand in the corner and be embarrassed that no girls were talking to us, right? So this song is about him, but but the same thing with getting peer pressured with guys. In our case, we're yelling bizarre revolution. In his case, he's going to rob a house, but he's talking about. I love the line. I'm usually drug free, but I'm riding with the homies. It's like it's such a perfect indication of what peer pressure is like. As a young male, I think. And then the robbery. I mean, listen to this. He describes it. I mean, you can picture what's going on. Yeah, his, his diction switches up here. He's really enunciating carefully to hype up the pressure. 
you know, a huge part of this album too is this concept of him having a van, having his mom's van, and she wants him to return it. And Aaron, where does where does uh, Kendrick kind of rank? We may have talked about this before, but like in terms of lyrics, like I'm just blown away by this. But like, is he generally considered on that Mount Rushmore, if you will, for that or not? Yes. Yeah, I think now if if people were to make a Mount Rushmore of the greatest rappers, just based on skill. He's on there. No, I mean, on, you know, nine, nine people out of 10 people's lists. He's, he's on there because uh, now the, like the number of tracks he's put out and the, the variation. Yeah. yeah, no, I think he's on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And, and, and Aaron did text in the uh, zoom here. He said, he's also on the Mount Cockmore. Okay. And of course, Last week, we talked about the Mount Cockmore and the Mount Cock lesson. So everybody remembers that. And I'm sorry that I broke a promise I made earlier in the episode. <laughs> All right. So that got midweek reviews. He's not, okay. however, in the group Mount Westmore, which is E40, Too Short, Snoop, and Ice Cube, because he's not quite that old yet. But it's, it is shocking how old Kendrick actually is. I still think of him as a young guy. And he's actually now not that much younger than us. He's been around the block. Technically, I think he's from Compton, so he's also not on the Canada Mount Rushmore, which we like to talk about. More he's Rush. Not, he would not that one it. just has Rush. Oh, sorry. More That's Rush. the thing. Mount Rush. And the problem is Rushmore is only a trio, so we got big problems, okay? We got one more head to fill at the Mount Rushmore, and it's... I mean, it might be... It, Aaron wants Rush Limbaugh. I don't think that makes oh. sense, but he should go on that. I mean, if you think about it, Mount, think about it. By the way, speaking of being old, I'm currently sitting on a hot pad on my back, and it's one of oh. the best times I've had all day, so... Money Trees featuring J-Rock. Who I think is J-Rock and Black Hippie as well. This is a summary of the whole story so far of the album. That's what I mean. I remember, I still remember when Kevin Durant, and I'm going to go back to Twitter, when Kevin, Kevin Durant just tweeted, Hot sauce all in our top ramen, you bitch. And I was like, ah, uh, everyone's listening to this album. It's so cool. And I, at that point. <laughs> did you yeah. like his tweet, Aaron, or not? I don't know if I did. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't really think my likes really go that far. But Yeah, Black Hippie is uh, Absol, J-Rock, Kendrick Lamar, the Schoolboy Q. Right. And Schoolboy's album that came out not too long after this. Right, a year so. So this is this is another one of the more popular songs, but all of the bonus tracks, which we're not going to talk about, you hear a ton of backbeats that are now that are then played in Schoolboy Q's. Uh, oh right, okay. Album, you know, collard greens and some of those songs. Like you hear, song, yeah, yeah. But you hear in the bonus tracks. If you go back and listen to the bonus tracks, those you hear essentially right. it's like, well, it's collard greens right there. So yeah, okay, cool. You can hear where they're. THC. I know nothing about THC, but there's a producer mm. named THC. Nothing at all. <laughs> Tell me more. No. Yeah. I don't know. I get these cookies sent to me. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but there's a producer, THC, who is on this album and a couple songs with more of the bonus and then on a lot of the Schoolboy Q, okay, uh, his sense. first album. So totally that was the, so, I think that's the connection. So, but. I mean, that part of the song was he was talking about the people in front of the gun are the ones that are going to live forever, right? He's talking about the actual results of the shooting. Whereas then J-Rock comes in and raps about what it's like to be living at the time, what he's got to do. I like this verse. I feel like he's still in a, a ludicrous flow here, but I don't mind him. I'm okay with it. So good. And I, I just, I put in, this is the one skit I put in because it, the mom is mad because she's like, I just want the van back. I got to get out of here. The da- dad is wasted. And listen to the dad in the background. Yeah, it's hilarious. So funny. I want your body. Shit, I'm trying to get my thing going too. One of them melon house. Just bring my car back. 
So these are his real parents. Yes, these are real voicemails, right? I want your body because of that big old fat ass. She has hell. That somebody say dominoes is so funny. It's such a funny way to end like such a terrible song about like such a terrible where you're laughing about like that original. He's hangered for dominoes joke. It's so such such an interesting juxtaposition of this album. Poetic justice for, every with Drake. Man, I swear that she can get it. Say if you a bad bitch, put your hands is this up. The Drake one. This is yeah. This this is Kendrick here. And I noticed that just this week a deluxe edition of Velvet Rope was released. So imagine that. Yeah, get those deluxe editions out there. Give it give it three weeks, and we'll have the deluxe edition with the bonus tracks. Yes, that comes out. <laughs> I was listening. I was listening to this, and I was looking at it on Genius, and I was like, God, who is singing in the back? She sounds so good. And you might recognize this name from what a couple weeks ago. You, can get it. you might recognize now. this name from the video that I made you guys watch where we all felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> Janet Jackson. Oh, Eddie, just in the background. All right. Well, they're sampling it, right? Or did she didn't come in and sing it for him? Did she? Isn't this? A I don't know. But she's on the. She's on the. Um, she gets ready for it. Oh, so uh, good. She and she and Jimmy Jam and Terry Terry Lewis get a a writing oh, credit cool. on this one. Sampled anytime, any place. So now we're getting into Good Kid, Mad City. This is Good Kid. We got Pharrell Williams on the intro here. Yeah. He's talking about how he's a good kid. He's not in any gang, but he still gets harassed by them, and he's still getting by harassed by the police for being black. So tough world out there. I believe this was also produced by Pharrell and a guy named Chad Hugo. They're called the Neptunes. You guys know the Neptunes at all? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. So, I was gonna say so the Oops. Neptunes, I, Billboard called them no the one number really one dies. producer of the 2000s. They recently got inducted yeah, into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So I thought we could do a list celebrating the top songs ever produced or written by the Neptunes. Third list? This seems like a lot of lists. Is there, Russell, is there the third oh, verse of a very popular song oh, from the 90s? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yes. I don't know. Yes. We'll find there, out. I guarantee wow. there's... There, yep. A lot okay. of these songs are from. All right, the just, want, just want to make so sure because I got to get Rob ready. These guys is. have written songs. They have they have produced Beyonce, Britney Spears, Timberlake, Jay Z, Mystical, and Rob's guy Lenny Kravitz. I know we're not allowed to talk about Lenny Kravitz anymore, <laughs> Rob, but they did produce a Lenny Kravitz song. But Snoop Dogg. So it, 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 I made a They actually became big in the early nineties, nineteen ninety two. They were discovered what by a guy named Teddy do? Riley. You guys remember Teddy Riley from the My Janet episode? He was the kind of the pioneer of the New Jack swing sound. Remember that guy? Mm -hmm. So these guys were. um, Time is a flat circle, Russell. This is all coming. This is blowing my mind. So these guys, no, these guys, this guy, Teddy Riley, finds these guys and they start working with him. And so they actually wrote Rump Shaker by Rex and Effect. Wow. So they wrote this one. They were the guys that came up with like. Okay, what do we want to do? And the guy, one guy's like, well, I really want to zoom, zoom. And the guy's like, oh, man, I do too. I want to zoom, zoom too. What do you want to zoom, zoom? And the guy's like, I'd really love to zoom, zoom your boom, boom. And the guy's like, 
That's what I was thinking too. That's like, it. it's so good. It's, it's, check, baby, check, baby. One, I also two, read, three, read that there's a line in that Rex and Effects song where it's, I like the way you comb your hair, which was actually lifted from a song oh, called oh. I Like It by DeBarge, who I believe was the guy who got annulled from Janet Jackson, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. I like the and way you comb your hair. Warren G oh. sampled that song. Nice. God, guys, we're so I, smart. I read Rex and Effect only had one other top 100 hit. Do you guys remember what it was? Uh, they didn't do Tootsie Roll. They did Knockin' Boots. Do you guys remember Knockin' Boots? Yes, Knockin' the Boots, the Boots. No, you, no, you might be boots. thinking of H-Town. Wait a minute. I know this is tough. We have a, you might, you might, you're thinking H-Town. of H-Town, Knockin' the Boots. That's Knockin' the Boots. Rockin', knockin' Boots. What, 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 what's not, knockin what, the Knockin' boots. the Boots by who? Rex and Effects? Yeah. Rex? I don't, I don't know this one. Am I wrong? Effects. <gasps> guys. I'm sure you're right. right. Rex in effects. Oh, it's Rex. knock in boots. It's kind of like pussy knock boots. In yeah, boots. Knock in boots. I see. Go to 30 seconds here. Look at that. Ooh, I like the, I like the key. Now, do you think there's a chance that they use zoom, zoom, and did they just say zoom, zoom, and boom, boom again in the song? They're, used, they're reusing their rhymes. We might Hello? need more Rex and Effect in our lives. I'm trying to figure what this onyx, sample is. Some Rex and Effect. Some oh, Onyx. Yeah. All right, next song on the God, list so is uh, one of, from one of Aaron's favorite groups. This is Old Dirty Bastard, Got Your Money. Check this one out. This was played at every stag dance ever at Richfield yes. High School yes. between 1996 and 99. Is this Khalees on the hook? It is Khalees on the hook. Ah, all right. Speaking Khalees of Khalees, the news after the I've new heard that name Beyonce before. Album. Where have I heard that before? I believe <laughs> Khalees is next up on the list because oh! we're bringing all the boys in the yard. Who's bringing a yes. Khalees in the milkshake? This was yes. produced and written by the Neptunes. This is so such great. a track. This, the background, right. the bass on is so cool. Produced and written by Williams and Hugo. And I was reading, Rob, a milkshake is a girl's sensual energy. It what's her, it what makes her stand out from the others, dancing seductively and attracting attention from the boys in the club. What are, what are your thoughts on the girls who bring the milkshake? Does it bring you to the yard or not? I'd always heard that the milkshake was about, as Aaron calls it, sloppy toppy. Oh, That's what I heard. Is it not? This blows my mind. Laffy, I thought you were singing taffy. About, I thought she was singing about that the whole time that she was singing about the milkshake. Have I, was I wrong? I feel like it's more ethereal than that. Did you guys see this year? I had a whole lacto- lactose intolerant joke ready to go. Dude. Uh, Blew it up. <laughs> actually, Rob, Khalees in 2014 announced that she actually does not drink milkshakes. Maybe that's why. Oof. That's but do really, any of us really drink milkshakes? I mean, go through life without milkshakes. No, but like, I wouldn't say also, I like, drink they milkshakes. Frequently, you can just like swear yeah. them off. Like, I mean, how often do you guys like, have a milkshake? Once a no. year? Yeah, or like maybe a day. That's normal too, right? Like once a day, that's fine. Okay. I'm not an anti-milkshake. I'm just saying like they're not like that readily available. I, I don't. Right? Like, I think if somebody said you drink milkshakes, I would have to say yes. But if they were saying, "Oh, are you drinking milkshakes?" I'd say no because I haven't drank a milkshake in a long time. <laughs> no, it's been it's been too long for me. In fact, now I need a milkshake. And I'm, I'm more of a frosty guy, so I'm eating those milkshakes. I'm not drinking it <laughs> now. A frosty with the, with would the bring, wooden spoon. There you my, go. <laughs> yes, my frosty would bring my boys to the yard big time. Next song on the list, I actually put it on not because I enjoy the song, but actually Maxim called it the most annoying song ever. 
so I thought we oh, would no. listen to it. It's Gwen Stefani Hollaback. Oh, most annoying song ever. What do you guys think? Is this annoying or not? And these, I don't know, these drums are too hard for me to be annoyed. I mean, I don't care. All you have to do is see this song sung once at karaoke, and it's one of the worst because it is longer than you think, and you realize how good Gwen Stefani is because anybody else doing this, and it makes you want to jump out of the bar. Written and produced by the Neptunes, another one by these guys. I mean, it's probably like, yeah, it's probably the the at, uh, utmost distillation of their sound where it's so minimalist, it's just some drums some synths playing minimal chords and then someone's, you know, talking like you can't get any more Neptunes even that beat. The Neptunes, I thought they were the ones who did like, love me, love me, say that you love me. What band am I thinking of? It's not, that's because that's the cardigans. That's the cardigans. What? (laughs) There's a band that was like, it was like the Neptunes, but they said, okay, never mind. Nobody's ever going to hear this, guys. That's the beauty of it. I edited it out. Rob looks so smart. It's like uh, the Cranberries. It's like the Rolling Stones. It's like the Smashing Pumpkins. The embarrassing thing about this is, Rob, weren't you like like an astronomy teacher? Shouldn't you know the band that's the same as a planet? (laughs) (laughs) Astronomy or astrology? No, it's astronomy, first of all. I can never remember those two. And second of all, I am a big fan of listening to... Planet joke incoming, and who knows what planet I'm going to pick right now? You just don't know. It could be any planet. Uranus. Uranus. Is, is there really ten planets? Is what's the last planet called? Is because when we no, were kids, eight. there was only nine. Now I think there's yeah, no. 10. They got rid of they got rid of one. Russell, what they get rid You're of backwards? Yeah, Pluto. They got rid of Pluto. My what? dude, it's a it's it's a it's a minor planet now. It's just a rock. Listen, I know what you're thinking. Minor planet. Am I going to go back to a Conrad Murray bit? No. Okay, do not connect those dots. I'm not going to do it. Give me my milk. I want my they milk. They couldn't find any mommy's milk on Pluto and said it's no I longer want, a planet, huh? I want Mars milk. I'm a Mars now. All right, last song on the list. We wait, wait, go- wait, wait, wait. We got to hear what uh, what Vincent thought of that joke. He liked it. <laughs> he thought it was good. He loves those Conrad Murray jokes. That's sick. You got to play this. with. Don't you have a bunch of Rosie's laughs somewhere, too? You got to play like that with a bunch of Rosie's laughs. I deleted laughs. all those. What? Oh, you did? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they got tossed. I, don't worry, man. There's lots I could choose from. Everybody says, not, oh, that Rosie this. guy and his laugh. I love his yeah. laugh. So then he had this whole track and then he just, he just trashed chucked it. it. I love it. Yeah. His laughs are good, but when he doesn't laugh, it cuts three times as deep. That's the, that's that's the right. trade-off. That's, that's what it is. Last song on the list. This was from 2004. Pharrell is on the opening verse and it was produced by Pharrell and Hugo, the Neptunes. It's Drop it like it's hot by Snoop Dogg. Oh, yes. You can hear the connection between these songs, can't you? With this, the bass as melody in the back, kind of. Oh, nice, Rob. I read Rob, dropping it like it's hot is kind of like the milkshake. It's meaning moving your butt down to the dance floor. Also similar to Little John's Get Low. Did you ever drop it like it's hot? Uh, on the dance floor, I've dropped it like it's hot many times, Russell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and often some women have said, what, what feels so hot out here? There's something out here. There's something pressing against me right now that feels really hot. I what actually read uh, Snoop Dogg was on a, a podcast recently of one of Rob's favorite boxers, Logan Paul. And he was talking about the rappers out on the West Coast. And he said, I did my thing for 20 something years. And I was at one point, maybe the king of the West Coast. I've given the crown to Kendrick Lamar. And then he said, actually, I didn't give it to him. He took it. But he takes yes. his hat off to him. He said, He's been running wild, and the music that's been coming out of from the West Coast has been very, very good. So, West Coast, one of the West Coast kings. But I don't know if he's on the 
Mount Rush. What is it? Mount Rush less or Mount, no Mount? Wow. But Snoop Dogg giving giving props to Kendrick, right? <laughs> it's good that Snoop Dogg has learned his lesson about talking about West and East Coast rapping in front of a crowd. That that never goes wrong. It's never a big deal. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> uh, Mad City. This is Kendrick with Schoolboy Q here. Yes, right. And then here's where this song gets wild, right? Yeah, I'll let it drop here. I mean, this is this is so good. I like this. And and then See, I I knew Schoolboy Q before I knew Kendrick Lamar. And I don't know why. Like I just heard one song and then went and found a few others. And so my my uh, my intro into this i don't know what he used to call like acid rap and you know because they're always like mumbling through everything and stuff like that kendrick's not that but that's the schoolboy q side of things and so when i whenever i hear schoolboy i mean he's got a distinctive kendrick's got a distinct how these guys found each other you know and and created that group is just it's crazy how these people come together and i cannot get enough of Schoolboy Q with Kendrick Lamar. I love that perspective on it because I I, lo- I know that feeling of like being a fan of someone who shows up on someone else's album and you're just like, oh, this is so cool that they're on there. Like, I love that that perspective of coming at it from the, yeah. the smaller player on the album. That's great. Uh, swimming Pools. This song is about drinking. This is... Headshot. It's sad because he said, well, what's the one thing that can make everybody relate to it? And it's like, I can do a song about drinking too much. He said, in my family, you're either a... A teetotaler, or you just got hammered drunk. Yeah, I had I, the, the same friend who has who put me on to Kendrick many years ago. I texted him because I was we were listening to this album this week, and he was like, "Yeah, I was at this event not that long ago, and some kids who were working the event, like the the wait wait staff, this song came on, and they were like going crazy for it." And he was like, "I never realized this would be a song people would turn up for." Yeah. But like, I guess if you just divorce yeah. it from context, it you're is, like, "Oh, I mean, it's about you, drinking." It, it, that's the thing is, it's, it's described as a club banger. I don't and then, know, man. It's a sad song. It is if you listen to it, but the beat and the sound of it is yeah, so good. If you, if you speed that up and just you know take a little bit of it, I mean, I yeah, guess that's you can true, totally right? tell with somebody. Yeah, if you play it in the club and it's loud and it's got that kind of club whistle thing, like. Us four guys that are expert at what's going on in the club. I've been, uh, I've been to a club, club before. I went to Eclipse once. <laughs> this, this Eclipse. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so good. Such a good pull. Damn, Aaron, that was a good pull. That's like five people are like, damn, that's a great pull by Aaron. Eclipse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so at the end of that, they, at the, they do the, uh, the the talking bit, the skit, where they're, they're getting guys back for jumping Kendrick and their buddy Dave gets shot. And so the rest of the this album is kind of a, I don't know, kind of a looking at how that just just how terrible it is where they're growing up. Sing about me, I'm dying of thirst. This is the one that has my Angelou at the end doing a baptism. But I mean, to listen to this directly after somebody gets shot in the skit before, it's like it's so powerful. And this is this is the song that's almost eleven minutes long, right? And like it's kind of like the first seven yeah. minutes is one section, and then, yeah. So this seems to me to be like when this for me is when the concept album sort of ends, right? Like yes, the, the last two songs are a bit more kind of tacked on. This is kind of where he's like finishing the story. And I think I think there's some stuff on real that that could apply. Um, okay, but yeah, definitely not Compton at the end. Uh, real featuring Anna Wise of Sunny Moon. This is a nice bounce. 
Wait, this, what, what group is she from? Uh, Sunny Moon. Oh. Aaron, do you know Sunny LA. Moon? I don't. No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to think. Say. Like, no, I was trying to think because there's. I know there's a whole LA R&B scene. Like there's a group called King um, that I just don't really know that well. I was trying to figure out, trying to place that. But I like the bounces. I, I wonder what they go as Halloween. Oh, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Probably she's sure. Also a, she's also part of something called Built to Fade, which by itself, I have no nothing about them. It's just, that's a great name. It's a good name. For any sort of group. Do you, Built to Fade. Yeah. Do you think the pharaohs were in that movie were originally going to go as mummies? Like, is that the jump they made? Like a mummy classic Halloween costume. Get that toilet paper, spin it all around, you're a mummy. Good to go. Pharaohs? Not so much. <laughs> well, that's how you do a mummy, Aaron. I mean, what are you talking about? That's how you do. No, it. I know. I, yeah, hundred uh, percent. So that the whole song, you can you can hear him. The voice changes everything, and it's kind of a closure. And then the last parts of well, the last part is a skit where the mom's like, you know, you got to take the music seriously and do all that. And then all of a sudden, so you get this kind of emotional ending, and then all of a sudden you get this just absolute blast of a track. Right. Where Dre was just like, blaze. Yeah. Dre's like, like, we're going to do this, and it needs to be on the album. And you can tell Kendrick's like, uh, oh, <laughs> okay. We've got Compton with Dr. Dre. Yeah, this thing doesn't fit at all. And this all. is just a total modern day. Yeah. It's a fun track. Like, it's I awesome. enjoy it, but I mean, yeah, super fun. I mean, just plays. It's like, you're just like, play this thing loud. Let's yeah. go. I mean, it's just such a, we've talked about that West Coast sound with the Can you get to Dre? Can you just get to Dre a little bit? Because, I mean, uh, where is not it? bad. Let me see. Well, well yeah, what's interesting is that anytime you listen to Dre after... 2000 is trying to figure out who wrote his verse. Yeah. There it is. Now, Dre, this time is. No, Kendrick, like, you, you hear this as a Kendrick verse. Like, Kendrick, Kendrick wrote this, but Dre raps the hell out of it. Yeah. That's a great point. And Dre at that point is what? He's like 56 years old, right? Like, right. He's like, oh, this and he's doing is. like, you know, he's doing like silly jokes, like it's a rap when I come and I'm done, but like it's still it's when I'm done and I come, but like it it's works, like it. I don't know, I like it. He's like, uh, I, I'm rapping so fast, I hope I don't have a massive stroke after this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't have yet another allegation of abuse. No, against Aaron, no, God damn it, with. I'm trying to hit this button fast <laughs> enough. Listen, <laughs> somehow I'm going to edit that mess together. Let's get to the rating system. <laughs> Thanks again, Aaron, for getting all those times. That was, that was, that was a fun. lot. I like listening to this one. To Pimp a Butterfly is right after this one, right? That's his next one after this? Yeah, but it was three ah. years between the two. Yeah, 15. Yeah, but what a, I mean, what a. Right. Oof, oof, Which one did you guys, oof, oof. well, maybe it's part of the rating system. I'll be quiet. Yeah, because we all remember how we rated Pimp a Butterfly for sure. Plus, I, I want to remind you, the, re- the rating system is relative. So what you think about this compared to the other one. Is kind of built in with rolling bone. And Russell, I, you know Russell is it. taking notes about how you, we all voted on everything. It is right? on our, our wiki site. So it's the Back to the Better yeah. wiki. Everybody's been keeping track of all the votes and what the actual answer is at the end. As you will find out, the answer for this one may surprise Wait, you. Normally when you put stuff on Wikipedia, there's editors and they'll take something down yeah. if it's not real or whatever. They do. It yeah, turns they out do, Wikipedia yes. doesn't give a shit about our podcast either. <laughs> like, just like the listeners, <laughs> no one ever has anything. Uh, listen, this is uh, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. And guys, this, although the songs, disappointingly, were not that scary, okay? I think we all can agree it's a pretty good <laughs> album, okay? It's, it's, it's got a message. It's got a, it's just a fascinating how it's set up. 
But that's not what this show is about. This is not about, oh, is the album any good, okay? This is actually about the list. We don't even care about the album. We're more about the list. So right now we're thinking about this list. Does this list right now with this album at 112 or whatever it was, at one, is this album at 115? Is this perfectly put there? And that would be rolling well toned, okay? Or is this album no good, okay? This album is very bad. It should not exist. In fact, we should... Uh, we should get rid of every copy, okay? And maybe censor what we're, our kids are listening to these days. Uh, something to think about. Aaron talks about a lot. I think it's a good idea. That would be a Sorry, rolling... Sorry, Rob, can you repeat that? I was burning books over here and I, the flame got a little high. I can, can barely see. That? I can't hear, <laughs> can't hear you over the sound of yeah. Huckleberry Finn going yeah. up in flames here. <laughs> not all the... How you have so many Rush Limbaugh books that you're burning? Know. See, now there's a twist. Throw it on my Chucky dolls in that... In the, or is this album actually really, really good? And it should be up higher up than some of the other albums we've done, such as The Strokes. We all remember that. Or The Smiths. You guys remember a lot of good jokes from The Smiths episode, for sure. It was a stole cold classic. Or our most downloaded episode, The Stooges, TVI, guaranteeing us a lifetime of obscurity on this podcast because it was our most popular download due to a glitch in the Samsung system. Uh, Russell, speaking of glitches, what do you think of this album? Is it a rolling well toned, rolling bone, rolling grown? And we're running a little long tonight, so let's speed it up a little bit, please. I like the idea that it's a concept album where he's telling the story. I remember we talked a few weeks ago about Elton John, and it was just like a collection of all these hits. It didn't really make a lot of sense. So I like that this is kind of telling a story. Some of the songs I thought absolutely crushed, and Kendrick is just one of a kind. He's It's amazing listening to him. I never really listened to his music before the quest, but you can just tell he's an uber talented musician. Oh. He's fantastic to listen to. So for me, I'm going to say it's rolling well toned. You know, also as an uber talented musician, uh, uh, Dave, the guy who drove me home yesterday from the airport, he was, uh, he was doing this German scat stuff and I thought it was really, really good. I was interested in it. I was into it. And that was a callback. If you recall, that was the same <laughs> episode. Didn't get edited out. Uh, Matt rolling well toned, rolling, grown or rolling bone. Aaron, you have to laugh out loud. If you start hiding your laughs, that's illegal. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? We, we got, uh, you know, so just to pull it back to Pimp a Butterfly comes after this album. That was at 19 on the list. I think this album is way better than to Pimp a Butterfly. And because to Pimp a Butterfly, it was just so dark and angry mm -hmm. and twisted that I just didn't like it personally. Like this one, I think there's like one bad song on the whole damn album. Like I could listen to this thing day after day after day. And I probably will. Cause it's a great gym album just to put on while you're it's a good point. sitting at the gym. And so I think this is way better than to pimp a butterfly. And I even think damn, which is coming in at 175, is better than to pimp a butterfly. So from a Kendrick standpoint, there's three Kendrick albums on the list. I think this one should be a lot higher than 115 just from the, you know, everything that comes off of this, it's Dre's next guy. You've got all of these other, uh, rappers that come out of it that are on it and stuff. So I'm going to say it's rolling bone should be way higher in the list. And I'm thinking about why this episode's running too long. And there's no way it's because I've done two separate lists, right? Like that can't be part of it. <laughs> there's no way. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned and or rolling grown. Hey, shoot or shoot, Rob. I'm, I'm Kendrick Lamar, the same way. good kid, mad city. I'm thinking the same way Matt is, but I'm thinking, I'm also thinking about damn, um, which won him a Pulitzer. So I, 
I don't know. It's been a while since I listened back to Damn. I've I listened to this. This is probably the album that I listened to most of Kendrick's, although I, I actually personally, as you, you all will certainly remember, really love To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, but I don't know if this is better than Damn or not. So I'm going to say the same thing I said about Janet Jackson, which is that I think Kendrick is rolling well-toned in this spot. I don't know if I would pick this one over Damn. We'll find out in two years when we get to Damn. But uh, I'm going to give it a rolling well-toned. At that point, I'll have to have had found eight, 12 more spooky songs. Okay? 12 <laughs> more spooky songs. So that's something to think about. Uh, and not in a depressing way. That really, it's only like up. by not this Christmas, but next Christmas will be a damn. So it's only like 60 albums until we get to oh, it. So. It's not, not two years. It's less than two years. Literally, I think Amelia will be driving a car at that point. So don't think about that either. All right, so uh, this actually, guys, you were Technically, incorrect. she might not. You live in New York. There's no reason for her to need to have a car. Well, she's in New York, a car. Right? She's, yeah, she's in a car. She's an Uber musician. I don't know if I told you about this guy, Dave, I know, who does the German <laughs> scat stuff. Okay. Callback part two. Oh, uh, listen, this is, unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. Okay, I hate Shit. to say that to you. Again? I want to be positive. I, I want to be supportive. We're wrong. Okay. You guys... This is a rolling Comptone evolution. Comptone oh, evolution. Oh, Comptone evolution. I, I mean, when you come from, when we've listened to NWA and we've listened to Dre and Snoop, and then all of a sudden we're going from this rap, which is literally just the same beat over and over and the same kind of themes over and over with that and the funny same skits. Cadence, and now all of a sudden it's like we've gone from comic books and we're opening up Herman Melville, and of course, Moby Dick, the most famous book I can think of that makes me sound like a smart guy, okay? So I, it's like, this is like reading Moby Dick after comic books. This is like intense, thematic, like it's it's dark, it's light. It's You can tell he had a vision and he executed it, which is what this is all about. And that's why it's a rolling Comptone evolution. You just wanted to say dicks again, didn't you? Uh, one last time. It's been a while, okay? Well, we can listen to that song again. Oh, we got to do the Elton John one. Don't, don't forget. Uh, listen, okay. Next up, okay, on the album, uh, we have, it's a, it's a British band, and they're talking about integration. And so they go, oh, it's, it's disintegration, mate. It's the cure with disintegration. Disintegration. Can't wait. Mate, when you hear about the Can't wait. Albums of all time. Is, is that like an Australian but thing, or is that a British thing? Listen, I didn't write anything down. I was in big trouble there. Well, Australia is a British colony, so that's all. It's a good point. It's, it's a good point. Are you talking about King Charles, his British colony? Hmm. Interesting. Hey, Rob, do you think if Michael Jackson went bobbing for apples, he would do it in a barrel full of mommy's milk? Oh, my God. It's time to goodbye. Oh, no. Why am I laughing at that? You and Vincent. He loves the Conrad Murray bits. Every one of them. Russell hates all bodily fluid things, but he's he's fine with mommy's milk. milk. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. uh, Call me Conrad. Dr. Conrad Murray was my father. (laughs) He's in jail.